0: welcome paul and i are talking sports i'm jason that's paulie how's it going guys and this is episode eight uh today september the 7th 2021 thanks everybody for tuning in i hope everyone had a good labor day let's talk some sports paulie what happened this week
1: let's do it uh before we start in that i just wanted to Give a shout out to my mom. It was her it's her 62nd birthday today, so happy birthday, mom.
0: Happy birthday.
1: And so we'll start with the Brewers. They had a very impressive week. They went 3 and 1 against the Giants and then 2 and 1 against the Cardinals. Sunday they were down 5 to 2 and Daniel back hit a walk-off grand slam. Very impressive. Very cool moment. Uh, our buddy Joe texted me right after and said it was probably the best uh, moment of the Brewers season. And I would have to agree with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, good for him. He, I know he struggled earlier in the year. So it's good to see that his getting assigned and then getting called back up is working out for him.
1: Yes, yes. And then uh, one more... Uh, Baseball note, uh, the Dodgers went two against the Gi two and one against the Giants. That was their last series together. They were tied going into it. So the Giants are or the Dodgers are one up now. And for the last two months, the Dodgers have been kind of slowly chasing down the Giants and finally got them. And I'm guessing it's probably gonna be the Dodgers. Winning the division. Giants are still going to make the playoffs, but... Sure. We also have the U.S. Open going on right now. and Tennis
0: U.S. Open. Tennis U.S. <laughs> Open. Thank you.
1: And I want to talk for a second about this uh, 19-year-old from Canada, uh, Leila Fernandez. She beat... Two matches ago, she beat uh, Naomi Osaka. Then... The match after that, she beat Angela Kerber, and today, a couple hours ago, actually, she just beat the number five seed. So she is on a very impressive run. She's the youngest in a semifinal since Serena in '99. So very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Ashley Barty went out uh, in the third round. So they. That's, that's
0: early. She's such a you know strong, consistent player. Yeah, it's so strange to see. Well, I I, I
1: heard that she had uh, she's never been past the fourth round in the U.S. Open. So oh, I, I, know I don't that. know. if that's kind of her, huh. her weak surface His or struggles
0: over here. Yeah, yeah, that that gets some players. Sometimes it's like certain arenas or certain events they just don't uh, they play below their average yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: weird. So, the dream Ashley Barty-Naomi Osaki final is not going to happen (laughs) at this point. And then uh, Daniel Medvedev just uh, made the semifinals, and Novak Djokovic is, is playing tonight to get to the semifinals, so it looks like those two are probably on a collision course for the men's final, and then the... Women's final, I'm sorry to say that I don't really know any of their names that are in <laughs> in it yet, except for Layla Fernandez, who I will definitely be rooting for the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's a neat little twist. Yeah, it was funny early. You hear, you know, obviously Federer wasn't gonna be there. Uh the the Williams sisters both bowed out. So it was like, okay, well, there's Joker, and but then to see Barty go down and uh, Svitolina go down like that okay you know this is you know some intrigue that tennis really hasn't had much of sometimes you know you got your uh, uh what was her name uh Madison Keys. Madison
1: Keys she came
0: yeah. up you know they you had your moments but to for like an entire half of a bracket to get blown up like this is it, it's it's neat. I think it, it, it's it, good for tennis. It
1: it has happened for I would say probably the last five years. There's there's been dominant women's players, but it is well. I guess compared to the men's, I mean, the men's it's been Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer for yeah the last twenty years mm-hmm. basically. And it's it's way different on the women's side. You do get um, more upsets. You do get. Different players in the finals where the men's is more kind of decided going into sure. a little into more top-heavy, yeah. And I, I think, that, I think that's, that makes the women's side of it a lot of oh, fun. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. It gives you something to watch for. It said, oh, Joker's going to roll this guy again.
1: So uh, we have the fi- the final women's finals on uh, Saturday and then the men's finals on Sunday. So we got that coming up. So let's switch to some college football now, yeah. because the big opening weekend was this weekend. We'll start with my Badgers and their very, very disappointing game against Penn State.
0: Yeah, that's one way to put it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, the, both, both defenses looked great in the first half. Badgers held the the Nittany Lions to 43 total yards and one first down. The Badgers were a little better. They had 137 yards, but they also had a field goal blocked and a fumble inside the 10-yard line. So the score was 0-0 going into halftime. 2004 was the last time that a Big Ten game had been 0-0. <laughs> Uh, going into halftime, the Knitley, Knitley Lions opened up their passing game a little bit in the third quarter. They had a 55-yard touchdown, passing touchdown, and then another big gain that led to their field goal. Badgers kept pace. Uh, it was 10-10 going into the fourth. The Nitley Lions scored a touchdown, but they missed the extra point. So you're thinking as a Badger fan. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I mean, let's go. And then the last <laughs> two drives did not go right. So the first drive, Penn State got called for a targeting penalty with 530 to go. That was... It wasn't egregious, but it was the definition of targeting. Yeah. So that helped the Badgers out. So they got down to the 35, drove it a little bit. They had first and goal from the one-yard line after a beautiful catch by Jake Ferguson. That was 2.20 left in the game. So that was kind of perfect So they because they could... Burn they yeah. they could run, they could That's burn what you want. burn exactly some out. What you want. yep Don't give Penn State any time left. And then they had a fumble had a handoff mm. at first and goal from the one. And that I hate knocked, to say it. it. That knocked them back down back to the seven. They had three shots into the end zone, didn't convert. They actually did get the ball back. They got a three and out and got the ball back with about a minute left. Actually had a pretty nice drive going. They had it down to the 25, and then they had a holding penalty and then an interception on fourth down, so... Not a great start to the Badger season.
0: No, they they really could have used a win there. Or at least not to look so bad. You know, if they lose to Penn State, that's one thing. Because Penn State's good and everybody knows it. But to, to also offensively just limp in there, that's not good. No. That's, they, they really need to address that. Now, if they come out... And they're they're playing what Eastern Michigan next yes. week? Yes. Okay. You know, they're that's a cupcake. They're probably going to roll them. If they don't, if that's they a don't, serious then it's an issue. issue. Yes. Serious, serious yes. issue. But the, the the bigger problem there is that even if if they do roll Eastern Michigan, it doesn't actually tell you anything. So we won't know until after that if he if Graham Mertz is really going to look like he did one week. A year ago, or he's going to look like he did the rest of
1: those games.
0: We'll find out.
1: And granted, he did have COVID halfway through the season, and last se- last season was the most messed up sure anyone's ever seen. But that does not excuse him for looking as poor as he did after, like you said, that he looked great in against Illinois week one, and then he's not weird. much at Not much after that. Yeah, so. pretty long.
0: middling since
1: then. So, hopefully the Badgers can get back on track. Hopefully they can crush Eastern Michigan and go from there. But not a not a great start. No, no, not at all.
0: And as someone who just likes to see... I just like to see Penn State lose, and that was just tough. They had them. They had them right where they wanted them. First and goal on the one, and you can't do that. Granted, yes, Penn State's defense, blah, blah, blah. But you're Wisconsin, your bread and butter is supposed to be your five guys up front and sending somebody right behind them. I fumbled handoff. I get it. But still you, you can't that can't happen. No, not if not a first not
1: a first and goal from the one yard and line. And not if you're Wisconsin. Yes.
0: If that can happen to other schools, but Wisconsin is offensive linemen, running backs breaking records. That's yes. what that's what the school does. And for that to happen was beyond unexcusable.
1: I agree. So let's let's move on. We had another Big Ten game. It was on Thursday night. It was the opener of the Big 10 season. Minnesota traveled to Ohio State. Minnesota was up 14 to 10 at half. Ohio State had the ball. Were driving. There was a pass inter- offensive pass interference on Ohio State. And then it was third down. Minnesota had Ohio State stopped. There was a roughing the passer penalty or on Minnesota. So they got the ball back. They drove down and scored. The next Ohio State scored, right? Ohio yeah. State scored. Yeah. Minnesota had a 3 and out. Ohio State had a had a 3 and out. So Minnesota got the ball back. Had a nice drive going and then there was a personal foul uh before they got the they had the first down but there was a personal foul. So did not get the. Fir- they got the first down, but they got knack- knocked back fifteen yards.
0: Oh, okay. So they got the first down, but not the yardage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then there was a holding, co- and then they got called for a holding call. So that drive ended. Ohio State scored a touchdown. The very next play, Minnesota got the ball back. We're driving. They fumbled. And That's pretty much. That was it. pretty much the end. Yeah. I guess my the point of this was there's a point in us in college football games where you have the underdog and they're looking good or they're they're leading they're playing good. There's almost there's a point in almost every game that you can almost see the see the momentum switch and you know they're not gonna get it back. Mm-hmm. And I guess I watching that game live. Just that sequence of plays, it was like, "Wow, there, there's the switch right there." Yeah,
0: I, I know exactly what you're talking about. As like the re Lions-Packers recent games, when uh, Lions would take the lead, we talked about it a week or two ago. Lions would take the lead, Packers would go in deficit at the half, and then they'd end up coming back and winning. That's just been the kind of the formula lately, and you can see that phenomenon you're speaking of in those games even where it's usually third quarter and it's like you see the Packers go down and they get a drive or they make a stop and why? and then Detroit doesn't ant respond and you're like uh-oh if you're you know rooting for the Lions you just uh-oh here we go here's where it happens and I think in college football it's much more drastic because of the difference in talent pools and talent levels on these teams so it's much when you see it happen it's it's like stark it's like oh wow okay now ohio state's playing like ohio state again and northwestern looks like northwestern again or what we're you know minnesota whatever circumstance whatever matchup you're talking about college basketball you see that a lot because of the game the way that basketball is a game of swings and momentum You really see it in college basketball. These dips just go way hard. And I think another part of it is every game starts 0 0, right? So if all of a sudden Minnesota, like they're up 14 10 at half, they had a couple good drives and Ohio State, you know, had a couple drives stalled. That's all it takes to to have to go into the half at halftime with a deficit. But
1: you still have the 30 minutes. You still have the
0: whole rest of the game. And the halftime break is probably the the chance for the the better team to actually like okay guys let's let's not do this let's not lose to Minnesota today okay let's we're better than them let's execute go out and do the game plan, whatever you know coach speak blah blah blah. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's present in all those uh, team. Play type sports you don't see it in like baseball necessarily because things can happen on a dime in baseball it's a lot different everything's very much more compartmentalized that way but yeah when it's a fast pace or even football because it's play after play after play you do see that in 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 all levels of it but in, in college football because of the disparity in talent it's so much more obvious
1: yeah and like I like I said just watching just watching that game live I just and I I wrote the notes down as it was going on because at at a certain point it's just you can see, you can see it and mm-hmm.
0: yep you see the the plays working out differently it, if you watch certain aspects you'll see just uh, I don't uh, I don't know if this has necessarily happened in this game as an example but you'll see the there's no pressure, right? For the first half, you're like, wow, uh, OSU's got no pressure on Minnesota. And then the second half, all of a sudden you see the pressure, and it's like, okay, here we go. And then all those different things you expect to have happened start happening, and that's when you start to see the page turn. And then it doesn't happen a lot where those – Underdog teams can actually stop the bleeding once that starts. It's exactly, because then it's just a
1: snowball effect. Exactly, exactly. So then, so we have a few more games that we want to briefly touch on. I just wrote down the the top twenty five upsets. Virginia Tech took down North Carolina. That it it's it, it is a conference game, so it's not as shocking. But yeah,
0: I I have a hard time with interconference games being upsets unless it's something clear like Vanderbilt beating Bama or yeah. something like that that's super obvious Virginia Tech beating North Carolina I, I get everybody's high on North Carolina this year Virginia Tech's not, not a bad program no. so for them to beat North Carolina oh yeah you know that's I guess a little surprising yeah but I wouldn't even call it an upset personally
1: we had UCLA, LSU going out to the Rose Bowl for the first time as the 17th seed. UCLA kind of smacked them around a little
0: mm-hmm. bit. They sure did.
1: Uh UCLA looked like the more physical team, which is shocking, especially for a LSU team that, again, they won the national title two years ago. They struggled mightily last season. Everyone... Was saying that they have no idea how this LSC season is going to go. I mean, they could get back to those championship heights, or they could be a six and six team. So, mm-hmm. I, I
0: think the other surprising thing with uh, UCLA being so dominant is, you, I, I know Chip Kelly, what he did in Oregon or Oregon uh, with that defense. I guess I just didn't expect to see it out of UCLA for some reason. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I, Oh yeah, wait, Oregon had really good defenses. Mm-hmm. So if they, they can... were
1: known for their offenses, right. but they had good defenses exactly. Yeah.
0: And it, it was so much of an ad. Now I'm thinking about it. It's like, Oh, well, Maybe Chip Kelly's back to doing Chip Kelly stuff now that he's had time to be there. He's been there. About, he's program. been there
1: for about four years now. He's gotten his guys in there. He's set his program up. Mm-hmm. And yep.
0: And good for good on UCLA for giving him the chance to do so. Yes. You see, so many times these guys just they put him in. Or uh, what was the guy from Texas who went in after Mac Brown? Uh, I can't remember his name, but they only gave him a few years. They didn't really give him a chance. The Big 12's been down for a long time at that point, anyway. I hate to see that where they just cut the cord on these guys so mm-hmm. quick. Look at what uh, Brian Kelly's doing in Notre Dame. Everybody wanted him fired after for, you know, after he took over. After
1: his second year, dude, yeah.
0: it was horrible. And it's like now it's like, hey, all right. They've they're constantly relevant again. Give me a
1: chance. Now they've be,
0: got pros on that team.
1: Give He's, me a chance to build my program in my vision, let me bring my guys in and we see what happens. Yep. And so the big well, uh, Bama rolled Miami. Not a big surprise whatsoever. You'd hope Miami would uh,
0: kind of show up a little more for that, but it is Alabama. Yes. You know?
1: the The biggest game of the weekend was Clemson Georgia. You want to talk about? We talked about how Penn State Wisconsin was a dog mm. dog fight. This was ten to three. Was the final. The touchdown was a defensive touchdown for Georgia, and I I didn't actually get to watch the game because I was doing a fantasy draft at the time. But jo- Georgia looks legit.
0: They only scored. They didn't score a touchdown. Well,
1: their defense okay. looks legit. Sure. yeah. And Clemson, Clemson. I don't know if there's a lot you can. Our, I think you can say more about Clemson's ineptitude on offense than you can about Georgia, if that makes any sense at all. Probably not, but sure. I don't I don't think you can take too much away or away with the offenses because the both defenses look that good. I mean I don't I don't know if you disagree with that or
0: <sighs> it's it, defenses are always stronger earlier in the season. It's not the kind of result, like, that would be a Big Ten score. Like, yes. seeing Wisconsin-Penn State go 16-10, to Yeah, that's not that surprising. To see an SEC team and an ACC team go 10-3, what happened? You know, that's not what you expect from Clemson in particular. No. And Georgia, same deal. I mean, okay, they have a good defense, but okay where's the offense they could have they should have at least scored two touchdowns both teams they could even score one I mean we'll see maybe legitimately their defenses are that good maybe it's college football these things can happen but I I don't think so I wouldn't think so I'd have to see more evidence to to know to think that their defenses are literally that good I, like, I guess my inclination is to think that something's wrong with their offense.
1: And like you said, it is week one. Defenses always have the advantage early in the season. And I guess I don't know if there's a lot you can take away with that from that, except Clemson is going to have a really hard time making the playoffs this year because of the fact that North Carolina lost because of the fact that Miami lost, those were the only two other ranked teams in the ACC. There's a chance they don't play another ranked team this season.
0: Yeah. <sighs> the, and I hate having these conversations because it's all, it's like deep hypotheticals, right? And it's all dependent on, oh, if this team beats this team, if this beat. Uh, it's also meaningless. It would be different if it was, more defined for the playoffs as, you know, the winners of the X conferences will get in and there will be wild cards or something more definitive like that. But the fact that it's just left up to whoever the panel thinks is the best, it just kind of kills it for, for me anyway. Like it kind of kills the, the intrigue of the conversation because we could be right, because it's all opinionate, it's all really opinion. So we're we're right and wrong at the same time. And if they pick the four that if they pick four teams that we didn't pick, well, that that's on them. You know, it's not defined where it's like okay, they won their division, they're in. They had this record, they're in. So it kind of just I hate talking to those conversations. It, it's just so open ended that it. You could literally say anything, and you have just a cha- just as good a chance of being right as someone who studies it all the time.
1: Good point. Good point.
0: I, but not to say that we shouldn't have this conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Well, it's difficult for me. I, I guess I'm saying.
1: just sick of it because you know Alabama's going to be there. You yep. know Georgia's going to be there. You yep. know Clemson's going to be there. You know Ohio State's going to be there. You know Oklahoma's going to be there. There's really only, like... 10, 12 teams that are actually in competition for this thing. Mm-hmm.
0: And that would be fine if there were 30 teams, but there's 150 or whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. And you know only 12 of them are actually going to have a chance to get in. Like, then, uh, then what are the other what, teams? What are we doing What here? are we doing here? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be more, it has to involve more of the other teams. The whack isn't involved in the playoff. The whatever conference UCF is in, where they when they went thirteen and zero, that conference isn't involved in the playoff. They won all their games and they still couldn't get in. What do you want? Yeah, there's only six, five six conferences actually involved in the playoff, and the rest is just camaraderie and let's go team, which is fine. But at least with basketball. You have all the teams playing for something. Yeah, the 16 seed doesn't always, you know, almost never beats the one seed, but they're there. They're playing for something. It just happened two years ago. It just happened two years ago. It (laughs) can happen. But when you're UCF and you win all your games, you don't even get a 16 seed. You're just not there at all. And nobody takes you seriously. I think they were
1: ranked seventh or eighth after. The at the end of the season, yeah. it's like they, they what do you didn't want even have a chance. Do. And if
0: I recall correctly, they lost their bowl game, I think because their quarter they, they lost their main starting quarterback, yes. So, like, yeah. they just didn't they, it kind of didn't go right for them after that, which just gave all these naysayers ammunition to be like, Oh, see, they didn't belong, deserve to be there anyway. Ah, like, what's the team got to do?
1: Yeah, and I. I I guess my final point is that that's what makes March Madness what it is. I mean, oh, yeah. because we live for the upsets in March Madness. Mm-hmm. And so one more one more college note before we move on to the NFL North. The Big Ten is trying to save itself. The Big Twelve. The Big Twelve. Thank you. They are inviting BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and. University of Central Florida to the Big 12. I don't know. They they may may save themselves because of this. They who knows who knows what's going to happen in the next 5 years with any of this. I don't even want to speculate on it because <laughs> I think we've done we did that a few weeks ago I think for a few minutes and no one knows what's gonna, what's happening right now.
0: It's, and the teams don't, I mean, BYU and Houston, okay. Yeah, Houston in particular, I think they should have picked up Houston years ago. BYU, they're a good program, I guess geographically close enough. Cincinnati, uh, geographically doesn't make a lot of sense. I get they're a good program on on the up on um, the up-and-coming, so that... I mean, it makes sense in that regard. Same with UCF, but that makes, makes even less geographical sense. SEC should just dump Vandy and pick up UCF. You know, there's so many different things. I re As an aside, I, I used to play a lot of these college football games and one of uh, the video games, and one of them in particular would let you rearrange the conferences. Oh, and that'd would,
1: be fun. Yeah,
0: it, even before you start your season. So I just... Oh man, I did a bunch of stuff with the ACC, and they like put Louisville and the Big Ten, and it took Rutgers out because it makes no sense. And just like fixed it, I fixed it, and I'm like, this is beautiful. The West Coast is tough because the teams are farther apart, and it ends up like being actually really difficult to align them all like that. But there's there's ways to do this if if the if they weren't concerned about the dollar. There's all sorts of dollars, right? There's concern about getting as many dollars as possible when they could have, I think, a much more efficient and more enjoyable conference for the fans, where they actually have rivalries of teams that make sense. We're killing rivalries by putting teams like West Virginia in the SEC. It doesn't make any sense. So you have to special, you have to schedule these old rivalries into your non-conference schedule, which is already like three, four games. And I just want to see more sense. I think the big 12 could have just not, not at anybody be the big eight again and do it like that. There's all sorts of creative ways to do these things that maybe won't make you as many millions as you would otherwise, but you're still making money and you're making a better product, which I think is a better investment for the future. I could go on, but you're right. It's it's almost ad nauseum the way we could just go on about it because it's all speculation and there's so many different ways, not only that it could be, but that it could just turn out. It, I mean, all of a sudden, Houston could join a totally different conference, and then what are we doing? And or they all well, the whack adds a adds a couple Pac-12 teams, and now there's all sorts of wacky stuff going on. It. I just think there's way cooler, more enjoyable ways to do this than the way there's doing them now.
1: It all comes back to the almighty dollar, though, yep. and that's what it is. Speaking of the almighty dollar, let's go to the NFL. <laughs> yep. Do,
0: do, yep. You,
1: do you want to take the lead on the AFC here? Sure, I'll, t- I'll
0: start. We're going to go with, uh, yeah, it's the Paulie and I talking Sports NFL North Preview. I'll start the AFC off, then we'll move to the NFC. Uh, for the AFC, I've got the Ravens winning it. It just, even without having any running backs, they'll put somebody in there. That's their thing. They put somebody in
1: there. Exactly. Uh,
0: the rest of it, Browns, I like the Browns only because I think, as being a younger team than the Steelers, mostly i just think big ben's going to really fall off this year. he looked really old at the end of last year. maybe he starts strong but i think he he falls off really hard. uh bengal's i think they'll do better than they did last year if they can keep burrow on his feet. that but that's I, that's going to be the key. but that's a tough division. yeah, oh, yeah unless yeah. the steelers really really I, and granted, this whole TJ Watt drama, I hear there's some stuff with Najee Harris going on. Oh, I haven't heard and any of that. I, uh, I apologize. I should have been more prepared for that. I thought. Not, maybe you'd not know. happy but with the coaching some, staff. something or... to that effect. There's some rumor mill stuff about Najee Harris. As old as Big Ben's getting, they don't seem to have anybody to take his place yet, unless they're going to go with Duck Dodgers. I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but they, there's there's opportunity for the steelers i think to actually have a really bad year. I don't think their ceilings very high but their floor is real low and if the bengal's if they can get like young talent going if and the steelers really have a crappy season bengal's could move up move up into out of the cellar. I just don't see it the steel with Mike Tomlin he's a good coach. You know, he'll have them ready to play as much as he can. The game of the year out of that one, I think I brought this up in the, I think both of my games of the year for the NFL North have already been mentioned because we did all the other divisions already, but I'll go over them from the perspective of the other team. Uh, Ravens Chiefs. Oh, it's, absolutely. I, I don't think there's another option there. There's there's intriguing games.
1: Uh, I, I've got Bram's Ravens, I wrote down. I think that'll be a fun game. Yeah.
0: Yep, that would be a good one. Uh, even uh, the Browns playing the Packers, you know, a couple of the Browns games to see where they're at would be interesting. But with playing the NFL, they've got the NFC North. It's 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 rough outside of the, outside Packers, of the Packers. It's not yeah. they're probably going to go 3 and 1 in that division, each of those. The Bengals mm-hmm. could go 3 and 1 in that in that run. AFC West. I guess the Chargers, Browns Chargers might be interesting. That just as a couple of wildcard contenders potentially. But yeah, it's got to be Ravens Chiefs. That's really you that's when you draw on the chalkboard.
1: I I I agree with that. So I I actually have the Browns winning the division. Okay. Um I don't know if I'm fully confident in that but I li- I like the talent. It's uh LBJ coming back is going to be interesting. I think if he actually decides to be a team player, I think that could work out really well for them. I also fear that it might damage the locker room a little bit if he lets if he is kind of the diva that he's a little bit known for, I think that could Potentially be problematic, but I've got the Browns. I'm going to go out of the limbs Say the Browns are going to win the division. Ravens second. I've got Steelers third. Bengals fourth. But I, I, I do agree with you. I think I can, I think if the Bengals are a little bit be, better than expected, and I do think I, I don't really see it happening. But I, I think there is a scenario out there where the Steelers are just bad this year mm-hmm. if if Roethlisberger can't stay healthy or even if he is he did not look like a good quarterback at the end of last year I agree that I think there's a chance that they could really fall off uh Browns Ravens is gonna be a fun race for the number one I'm going on to and staying Browns just to be a little different yeah I don't think it's much of a limb honestly no. I mean, as
0: long as they can build upon what they did last year yeah
1: um i I agree with you I've got uh, Chiefs Ravens is the one of the games of the year honestly uh Ram's Ravens uh Chiefs Browns I think is gonna be fun just because that's gonna be a really nice litmus test for uh the browns yeah so I've got those I've got those Games. There's some more that, like you said, the Chargers, Chargers, Browns should be fun. Chargers, Ravens will be fun, but Chiefs, Ravens is absolutely absolutely one of the games of the year in the NFL schedule. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll go to the NFC. My NFC North now. I've got the pack winning it. I've got
0: no way. Really, no I know.
1: Really going on on a live on that <laughs> one. Uh I've got the Bears finishing second. just because I do think uh Justin Fields is gonna start sooner rather than later. And I do think he's gonna be he's gonna be good. They have some talent on that team. I've got the Vikings third. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Uh, their starting tight end just went out for the year. Their defense is not great. I I don't I don't like that team. And I've got the Lions fourth just because I have no faith in the Lions. I don't I have no faith in Jared Goff whatsoever. I don't know how Dan Campbell's gonna be as a coach. He's a odd guy, let's just say that. And so they've got a lot of questions, Mark, but I've got the Packers easily winning division.
0: Yeah, that's really it seems to be the only constant. It's one of those divisions where I, I just don't see... The, I mean, the Packers are such heavy favorites, right, that you almost want to be looking at it like, how can they lose it? I just don't see a path to victory for any of these other three teams. No, I just don't see maybe the Bears maybe the Bears the Vikings if the (laughs) on paper the Vikings should easily be second place in that oh I I agree but they're not gonna because they're I mean look at the last three years Dalvin Cook's gonna get hurt Kirk Cousins won't get vaccinated so he's gonna probably end up missing time because he's gonna get sick or something that like you said the defense obviously has its problems I just don't see them ever living up to the potential they have on paper. No. They just won't. No. Justin Jefferson, they're going to waste the first three years of Justin Jefferson's career by being terrible. It's a shame. But maybe after that rookie contract, he'll get moved and he'll get to go play somewhere where somebody can actually throw him the ball. The Bears, and that's the thing, like the Bears maybe if – Justin Fields, like you say, pops off. But he'd have to really pop off, I think. Yes. He doesn't have enough people to throw the ball to. And their defense is good, but it's not that good where I think they could beat the Packers twice. I don't think that could happen.
1: I I can see him taking them in Chicago, absolutely. in, In
0: an ideal situation, sure.
1: Yeah. Lions... I want to say
0: that Jared Goff is going to prove himself to be a capable quarterback, and he might do that in Detroit. But it, this just isn't fair to him because that team sucks. Yes, like that just plain sucks. Matt Stafford couldn't get that team to win, so there, Jared. I can't imagine he he's thinking anything but oh crap. You know he's going to get his ass handed to him. He's. He's going to get paid, granted. He's got a good contract. So he's making money. But he's going to get his ass handed to him. He's not going to win many games. Uh, poor guy. Just I feel bad for Jared Goff. I, I agree. I, I think what's going to happen is the, the Lions will be terrible and all the haters are going to say, "See, Jared Goff was terrible. He was he's a bad quarterback like every we always knew it." But the reality is, is this is not a ch- good chance for him. I mean, granted, if he can go and win games in Detroit, holy yes. crap, the, the sky might open up. <laughs> but but that's unlikely. He's going to lose a bunch of games. And all these haters are going to say that they were right. And the reality is that he's just, this isn't an opportunity for him to prove he's good at no. anything. no. That I guess my, my thing
1: with Goff is he had three years with Sean McVay and that Rams offense, and he wasn't bad by any means. No. But I think if you're going to sh- prove that you can be a quarterback in the NFL, I, I, I don't want to say he squandered that opportunity because they, they they made a Super Bowl, lost to the Patriots in a – Defensive slugfest. I I, the, I think the kid has some talent. Yeah. He's just not going to be able to show it in Detroit. Right. And
0: the the funny thing about this happening in Detroit, with Detroit involved is that the added intrigue with Matt Stafford now going to the Rams and having this Sean McVay offense that everybody says is really good, but the only quarterback they've ever had was Jared Goff so well, a lot, everybody seems to think the problem's been jared goff have we ever considered that maybe he wasn't the problem
1: that i i i could definitely I, see that possibility
0: you know better eyes have taken a look at this than me but i hesitant to discount the possibility just because uh he sucks so This is a good chance for Sean McVay and his team to prove that, hey, our offense works if we got a guy who can do it. And it's also a chance for Jared Goff to prove that, hey, it wasn't me, it was the offense. So we'll see. It just sucks for Jared Goff that he has to go to Detroit to try to prove that, where he has nothing to work with. It's a bummer for Jared Goff. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Game of the year... I mean, Packers Rams is what I picked when we did the the NFC West, and I have to stick with it. There's, with the Vikings, Bears, and Lions being as bad as I expect them to be, I just don't. It's Packers and somebody, you know, whoever pick a good team and whoever the Packers pick. Packers
1: Rams, Packers Chiefs, I had uh, last week, I think. I think that's going to be so much fun. Lion
0: Lions Rams offers a lot of intrigue because of the yep. whole thing but I think I think the Rams are going to beat them by 40 uh, <laughs> with Matt Stafford being like okay well I guess they got a new coach now so the playbooks probably not going to be the same but they'll have a lot of the same personnel and, uh, I think it's yeah I think uh Detroit just gets they might actually fold as a
1: franchise
0: after that game. <laughs> They're gonna get beat so
1: bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Outside of outside of the Packers matchups, I mean, I Bears Rams might be fun just because of the. I I don't know.
0: Just to see Matt Stafford go through the old division and yeah
1: be like, "Hey, I get to play you guys with a good team." This time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's got to be excited about that.
0: Yeah, how many times do you get that opportunity to leave your team and go to some other team and then play all your old opponents right. again? That's that's fun.
1: Uh, anything else to add for the NFL North?
0: Uh, not for the not specifically for the North. Uh, it's funny you look at the NFC and AFC like next to each other and how one-sided the nfc looks and how like much more balanced the afc north looks (laughs) it's just it's just funny to look at but we'll see the bears have opportunities vikings i mean like i said vikings on paper could be good and if everything goes their way yeah maybe they go to 10 and 7 or something yeah it could happen doesn't seem likely lions there's there's such a question mark but i don't like their question mark is either are they going to win three games or six games? It's not it's, yeah. not. it's not like are they going to be good or bad? It's how bad are they going to be? Yeah. Is there anything you want to now that we've covered all the uh, divisions? Is there anything on the for the NFL as a whole you'd want to? I want to. I guess I'm just now that we're six days away from the kickoffs. No, two, oh, first two games, days game's uh, Two Thursday, days that's away.
1: Right. Um. I guess I'm. Just ultra super excited for the NFL season. I mean, it. You get that feeling every year. Where, Rich Eisen was actually talking about it on Friday a little bit. He said, "Once it, it almost doesn't seem real until we get through this weekend, and then Monday, Tuesday, it's going to be like, holy shit, we're two days yeah. away. We're one day away. We're six hours away." Oh my God! I'm standing in front of my TV waiting for kickoff. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm. Do you do you want to do you want to wait till next week to kind of do our? Let yeah, let's let's uh, wait till next week. We'll uh, break down the playoffs because we could go through it and you guys could, as listeners, could figure it out. We basically have our division winners and kind of our wild cards, but. Oh, yeah, we'll tell you what. We'll do that next. Tell you what,
0: we'll review them and put them in the lockbox next week. Yes. And then at the end of the season, we'll uh, pull them out and see how we did and uh, see who gets lashings and who gets to be crowned king of the world.
1: Let's let's do that. So we have what to watch for this week. Yeah, yeah, what's going on this week? We have, obviously, the NFL uh, kickoff. We have Dallas going to Tampa Bay. Tampa's gonna get their rings and their banner raised, and that's a really fun opening matchup. Mm-hmm. Dak De- against Brady
0: get a lot of questions answered that game. I like that. Yes, I like that.
1: Yes. Uh, the Brewers week we have they have the Phillies. They lost yesterday. Kind of got smacked down a little bit yesterday, but that that happens. We got two more against the Phillies we got three against the Indians and then two against the Tigers. So hopefully the Brewers can put another strong week together. Uh, We have a couple of big college football games. We have Oregon traveling to Ohio State. That'll be a fun Mm -hmm. Pac-12, Big Ten match. And then we have Iowa going to Ames to play Iowa State. There's a lot of uh, Iowa's ten, and Iowa State is nine. There's a lot of hype about Iowa State this year. They did not look great that last weekend, but we shall see. That that's another fun. Those are the only two ranked games we have this week, and then yeah, and a chance for the
0: Big Twelve to flex a little bit, maybe. Yep,
1: yeah. and then we have. The Mets playing the Yankees on September 11th. Tragically, the 20th anniversary of one of the darkest days in this country's history. I wonder if baseball knew what they were doing when they put the Mets and Yankees together on September 11th. Oh, yeah. It seems
0: seems a little convenient, yeah.
1: And then we have the men's and women's, the conclusion of the U.S. Open men's and women's finals Saturday and Sunday so pretty pretty strong week in sports and headlined by again finally the NFL season is here
0: yep so you know get your fantasy drafts done Get ready for some football, because it's coming. It is. Two days away. Two days. All right. Well, that's been Paul and I talking sports. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much.
1: Have a good night, guys.